Coronavirus testing is way, way down in Texas and Florida, which is not something we should be saying right before school starts. Country queen Dolly Parton says, of course, Black Lives Matter. And we've got a special friendship edition of DM911 for you, courtesy of our favorite advice giver and yours, Stephen LaConte. The date, August 14th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hello, friends. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Casey, I... Have you been feeling like a bad pet parent lately? Because I kind of have. <laughs> you know, no, I feel like a great one because my boyfriend's cat wants attention all the time and we're giving it to him. So, <laughs> which is probably the bad move. I know we've talked about it in the show before, but our dog is just, he's so sad all the time whenever we can't give him like direct attention like and he's confused lately about what time it even is because <laughs> he, he's an older boy he naps all the time and now in like the middle of the night we're trying to go to sleep finally he's been napping all day he's like oh okay now it's time to play i've been out for the last time and now is clearly the right time to play fetch and we're like oh buddy this is this is tragic Um, The cat Hammy has been doing this new thing where he doesn't like if we're not in the same room. (laughs) So uh, we've been being herded into the same room as each other. Oh, Uh, wow. uh Wait, wait, wait. My dog is doing that, too. He doesn't like when uh, me and my fiance are like across the room. for So he'll be sitting on the bed in our studio and look over at me on the couch and be like, whine at me to tell me, come over. Why are we not together? We all have to be together, you know? Uh, pets, I, I, mm, guys, let us live. Please just let us live. That's all we ask. Okay, time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. Coronavirus testing is down in several key states, leaving researchers frankly confused and worried. After seeing surges in coronavirus cases in June, both Florida and Texas have seen massive reductions in the number of tests being carried out. Epidemiologists worry that this lack of testing means that states are flying in the dark when it comes to data, just as they really should be tracking any uptick in cases caused by school reopenings. It's not clear why the numbers are plummeting in either state, but it appears so far to be in part that people are just choosing not to get tested. This drop in demand in Texas saw the number of tests performed the week of August 8th plummeting 42% from two weeks earlier. But during that same period, the percentage of positive tests also climbed up to 20% on average that same week. And in Florida, testing went from an average of roughly 54,000 tests per day just two weeks ago to just below 38,000 reported tests as of August 11th. That's a 30% drop. This is all happening as we head towards what the CDC director warned could be the, quote, worst fall ever once flu season kicks in if people don't follow guidelines for curbing the coronavirus spread. To help prevent that, former Vice President Joe Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, have called for a nationwide three-month mask mandate, mirroring many other leaders around the world, to replace the piecemeal approach the states have taken so far. After consulting with medical experts, Biden said yesterday that a national mask mandate would save around 40,000 lives over a three-month period. And speaking of Harris, it's been what, 72 hours since she was picked, and already she's the target of a racist birther campaign. It began with an op-ed in Newsweek from John C. Eastman, which claimed that there were questions about Harris's eligibility for the vice presidency, since both of her parents were immigrants, and neither were citizens of the U.S. when she was born. The problem there is that Harris was born in California, which, to my knowledge, is still part of the United States. 
The 14th Amendment is generally acknowledged to convey citizenship on anyone born in the U.S., no matter the citizenship of their parents. The insinuations of the Newsweek article immediately reminded people of the racist claim that Obama was secretly not a U.S. citizen, a claim that certain people, especially Donald Trump, pushed long after it was clearly debunked. Newsweek's opinion editors put out a note defending the piece as a bit of law that isn't settled among scholars that honestly just made people more upset. And usually we wouldn't even talk about this, but now the president has weighed in after a reporter from the Epoch Times asked a question about it in yesterday's press briefing. So I just heard that I heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. Uh, And by the way, the lawyer that wrote that piece is a very highly qualified, very talented lawyer. I have no idea if that's right. I would have I would have assumed the Democrats would have checked that out before she gets chosen to run for vice president. But that's a very serious you're saying that they're saying that she doesn't qualify because she wasn't born in this country. As Karen Tumulty of The Washington Post pointed out, though, at least half a dozen U.S. presidents have been the sons of immigrants. And yet somehow it only really becomes an issue when a black person could be in the White House or in this case, Naval Observatory. And last up, the U.S. Postal Service has warned Pennsylvania officials that ballots might not be delivered in time to be counted in November. In a July 29th letter to the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, the USPS warned that, quote, certain deadlines for requesting and casting mail-in ballots are incongruous with the Postal Service's delivery standards. In response, Pennsylvania's Secretary of State is asking the state Supreme Court to intervene to allow for ballots that arrive three days after the election to count, as long as there's no evidence they were mailed after Election Day. Right now, there are some pretty major differences in the Postal Service's recommended timeline and Pennsylvania's. Pennsylvania's last day to register to vote is the same day the Postal Service recommends as the latest to request a mail-in ballot. The state says the last day to request a ballot is October 29th. That's the day the Postal Service says you should be sending your ballot back. This comes as more and more people are worrying that the Postal Service is changing procedures to make voting more difficult this fall. Fun fact, though, despite his insistence that mail-in voting is a fraudulent mess, President Trump has requested absentee ballots for himself and the First Lady for their new voting address in Florida. You know what? I love me some hypocrisy. No, I don't. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I panic texted so many people last night about the USPS. Like I did. I mean, you got one of those in Slack. It's starting to get scary. I know Twitter can be a place where it's like, it's the end of the world. Here's everything. You're not always getting the right information, but it's like very clear that it is a problem right now. And it's going to be a problem until something more definitive is said about it. Yeah, you mentioned Twitter. And on Twitter, there were pictures circulating of blue postal boxes being picked up and moved away uh, by the USPS. And there were worries like, is this the beginning? Is this what's happening right now? But not really, it looks like. The Postal Service says that they're just taking them away from where there are multiple mailboxes in one spot. But everything is sketched right now, Casey. Everything. Great. Love it. Cool. Okay. In that case, Casey, over to you on this fine Friday. Okay, this one's for the video game nerds. Apple and Epic Games are in a legal fight after Fortnite was removed from the App Store. Apple and Google have made millions over the years through taking a 30% cut of all sales from apps downloaded through the App Store and Google Play, respectively. But on Thursday, as part of a mega drop discount in Fortnite, Epic Games unveiled a new method to cut the middleman and let users pay Fortnite through in-app purchases directly. 
In response, Apple booted Fortnite from the App Store, but Epic Games was ready, dropping a lawsuit accusing Apple of anti-competitive restraints and monopolistic practices related to software distribution and payment processing. Apple, in response, said that Epic Games was just looking for a fight and said that they had violated the App Store guidelines that are applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. And next up, Dolly Parton continues her reign as queen of everything, basically telling Billboard, duh, of course Black Lives Matter. Though, to be fair, that is my lowest bar for being a good human being. Anyway, it was part of a much bigger look at Parton's business empire and how she's managed to stay relevant over the decades. And a big part of that has been her ability to retain ownership of what she makes, while at the same time being flexible and staying true to her values. That was the case in 2018 when she changed the name of the Dixieland Stampede dinner attraction at Dollywood after she became more aware of the term Dixie's connection with a cheery view of the pre-Civil War South. Parton told Billboard, quote, there's such a thing as innocent ignorance, and so many of us are guilty of that. But she added, quote, as soon as you realize that something is a problem, you should fix it. Don't be a dumbass. That's where my heart is. I would never dream of hurting anybody on purpose. And when it comes to the anti-police brutality protest that started up in late May, she said, I understand people having to make themselves known and felt and seen. And of course, Black Lives Matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? No. No, bless you, Dolly. <laughs> well put, well said. And it's important that people that have big followings like this are being vocal. And to her credit, she is always vocal. She, oh my God, yes, she is. Um, I, every time... I hear about Dolly Parton. It's always something good. She's the rare celebrity who you hear that their name is in the news. You're never, you're never like, oh my God, what did Dolly do? You're always like, right. Dolly, hooray, speak to us. <laughs> yes, 100%. She's got the talent. She's got the brains. You she's know, got the she... millions of books given to children. She's got yes, the pr exactly. production company that produced Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. Yes. What Ugh. doesn't she have? <laughs> <laughs> she is truly the best. I love her. She is who we need. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we've got Stephen LeConte with more advice for your problems. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it. Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride 
with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com. Welcome back. Joining us again today is BuzzFeed writer and expert advice giver, Stephen LeConte. If you haven't gotten the chance to hear from him on our show before or read his articles, here's the deal. Stephen keeps his DMs open on Twitter and Instagram all the time, so anyone can ask him for help with their problems. And he's back on the show again to give some advice to our listeners. Welcome back, Stephen. Thanks, guys. Hi from the East Coast. I'm currently doing the very millennial thing of hiding out from the pandemic at my parents' house. Nice. (laughs) Okay, well, today we've got a special Friendship is Magic edition of DM911. So, Stephen, you know how this works right now. We read you some dilemmas from your DMs. You provide some much-needed knowledge. Ready? I'm so ready. Okay, great. A reminder to listeners, all of these are real DMs sent to Stephen that have had their names removed to protect their privacy. First up, this person writes that their best friend is in a relationship and idolizes his girlfriend. But this girlfriend is constantly putting him down, often while yelling. She also judges him whenever he drinks, while getting super drunk herself every other week. This person is worried that he doesn't see a problem and is unsure if it's their place to say something. What do you think, Stephen? Well, I think you should absolutely talk to him. You're his best friend and looking out for him and trying to protect him from a toxic, potentially emotionally abusive situation sits squarely within the job description of a best friend. Uh, And it might be helpful for him to get an outsider's perspective on this. Uh, Sometimes when you're really deep inside a relationship, it's hard to recognize toxic patterns for what they are. So yeah absolutely talk to him. However, I also think, unfortunately, you should be ready for him to ignore you. You say that he idolizes this girlfriend uh, in spite of her horrible treatment of him. And I'm just going to hazard a guess. That means that he's gotten pretty good at coming up with excuses for all of her bad behavior. So your goal for the conversation can't be just to like get him to agree to dump the girlfriend right then and there. He probably won't do that. I'm going to guess he's not going to dump the girlfriend today and probably not tomorrow either. Instead, I think you should just try to reflect back to him the toxic patterns that you're seeing, make it clear that you don't think those patterns are okay, and then let him know that you're always here for him if he needs your help getting out of the situation. Uh, Based on everything you've described in the DM, I'm guessing that day will come when he's ready to leave. And in the meantime, just make sure that he knows that you're in his corner. Steven, I'm always wondering in situations like this, when you have to have a tough conversation and someone can be defensive, is it better to come at it from like how you're feeling as a friend or should you be coming with specific examples? Sometimes I think some people will go back and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Give me, give me a time that happened. And so it's like, should it be one of those cases or do you just play it by ear? Does it depend on the person? Right. Is it too aggro to bring receipts to this kind of conversation? No, I think specificity is useful. I think the more concrete things you can point to, the better. But at the same time, I would really caution you against like getting into a debate about those things. I think you can't come at this trying to convince this person that their girlfriend is bad. Instead, I think what you just say is like, I've observed this and I don't think that's okay. And then I observed this, and I didn't think that was okay. And and I'm not going to get into a debate about it. You can have your feeling, I have mine, but I'm just telling you what I'm seeing, and that I don't think it's acceptable. Nice. Hopefully that person, this helped that person out. Okay, next up, we have quite possibly the most tragic one of these that we've read you. Uh, They write that they're pretty sure their boyfriend of four years hates their dog. The dog was there first, and uh, in the beginning, the boyfriend seemed to also love the dog. But over time, the boyfriend began critiquing the dog, and now they moved in together, this couple, and he refuses 
to pet the dog and only points out when the pup is acting weird. They say that the dog pulls on the leash some and is anxious around fireworks and thunder, but is otherwise a good boy. So what should they do? <laughs> okay, well, I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who is so disgustingly obsessed with my dog. I mean, literally, like, as we're recording this, my dog is lying in my lap right now. So, please, anyone listening, please know <laughs> I love dogs. Okay. So, bias warning. In. Got it. <laughs> yes. But actually... I'm kind of torn on this, and I'm actually going to say, I'm going to go so far as to say that your boyfriend does not have to love your dog. Now, let me be absolutely clear here. Your boyfriend needs to respect your dog. Uh, he needs to treat your dog kindly. He needs to not do anything that would be considered abusive or mean. And since you guys are living together, he should also like pitch in and help feed and walk the dog from time to time. However, at the end of the day, I do think your relationship can survive even if your boyfriend just is not that into your dog. Uh, some people just don't connect with animals the same way that you or I do. And that doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're not dog people. And you have a really special bond with this dog. I, you know, your boyfriend doesn't have to have that same level of bond. He just needs to respect the dog. Uh, and I would also just flag, you know, you did mention a few quirks of your dog uh, in the DM. There was like some leash pulling some like anxiety during thunderstorms and fireworks and like nobody understands more than i do the thing of like finding your dog's weird quirks adorable however i would just flag if there are actual behavioral issues there like both for your boyfriend's sake but also for the dog's sake it, it might be worth getting a dog trainer involved uh, just because you know if the dog is having anxiety issues uh, maybe your boyfriend is pointing to something real when he's complaining wow you really had me like concerned when you first started off here i was like wow he's gonna tell her to get rid of this dog <laughs> <laughs> no, no never no, no. never 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 i do think you brought up a good thing though when you were talking about it it's like as long as the boyfriend isn't being like emotionally abusive or unkind to the dog and i do think that that's like a good thing because it did worry me at the beginning i'm like the dogs they're you know most of the time they're kind they don't know they're looking up to you as their owner so it's like you don't want them to be mistreated in that way yeah, and nothing in the DM, like, to me, like, rose to the level of something that was actually, like, concerning behavior, although I definitely do want to flag, if there's any sort of, like, animal abuse situation, that's totally different. Uh, dump that man, report it to police. But, <laughs> but I, I don't I don't feel like that's happening. I also noticed in the DM, she said, at first, he really loved the dog, but over time, it kind of changed. I'm going to go ahead and just guess that he never really loved the dog, but <laughs> you, were just, you know, you were just, like, in a brand new relationship. What, what's he going to do? Of and they weren't living say. together. Do you know what yeah. I thought of when I read this? I thought of Ben in Parks and Rec when he pretends to like little Sebastian because the rest of the town <laughs> likes him. And he's just like, yes. yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like, like, I don't I get like it. the horse. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, last one. This woman writes that she invited a very close friend for a week at her and her husband's beach condo, but this friend has gotten blackout drunk every night. It escalated until the friend was flirting with this woman's husband, father-in-law, and brother-in-law, and she was blatantly looking for cocaine despite the brother-in-law's addiction issues. But she also is constantly upset that she can't find relationships. She wants to know, is it her place to say, your partying isn't attracting the men you're looking for? 
Okay, so I had, like, not the most positive reaction to the way this DM was phrased. Um, I, I think it is absolutely your place to speak up as her close friend and to try to get her some professional help. It sounds like she might be dealing with, like, a serious substance abuse issue, and I do think you should help her with that. However, I would absolutely not frame this as a matter of attracting a man. Uh, there are so many important reasons why a person might need to get sober, but being a attractive to a man is not one of them. Uh, this is a matter of your friend's mental health. This is a matter of your friend's physical health. Like, your friend's safety is at stake. Uh, those are the reasons she should be getting help right now, not finding a man. So yeah, talk to her. Please talk to her. But leave out the relationship thing. It's not relevant. Right. The problem is not that she can't, quote unquote, find a man. It's that, that that's a symptom of her other issues that she has right now, of that she's searching for a relationship. She doesn't know why she can't have one. It's like, OK, well, it's clear that she needs help figuring out herself right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that this friend is focused more on her relationships than on her substance abuse issues, like in some ways that makes sense because she's going to point the finger everywhere else besides the fact that she's drinking and maybe doing drugs. But you, as the person outside of that, should not take that bait. Don't let her go down that rabbit hole. You have to take her down a different rabbit hole of saying, like, you have an issue. You, you, know, you have to get her sober, I think. Yeah, that totally tracks. Well, Stephen, as ever, thank you so much for joining us and laying all of this out. And hopefully the people listening learn something. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's always fun to be here. That's it for today. It's Friday, so go enjoy your weekend and we'll be back with more news on Monday, as always. And remember, Dolly Parton wrote Jolene and I will always love you in one day. You can do the least and wear a mask outside this weekend. <laughs> News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Mandy Reeder, and Sierra Tall. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesh Hantikater, Samantha Hinnick, Patrick McMiniman, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave a rating and a review for us. Help us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.